All right. Welcome back into Talking Distance. This is the podcast we created to share and spread our passion for all things Indiana distance running. I'm one of your two hosts. I'm Coach Jared Turner from Yorktown High School. Joined as always by Coach Rick Sluter from Columbus North High School. How you doing, Coach? Well, like you, I'm I'm sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I texted you earlier today and I said it is no longer two dumb coaches talking. It is two very tired yeah. coaches talking. That was uh, the twilight uh, meet. Yeah, that twilight meet was incredible and uh, it was late. <laughs> yes, no doubt. Yeah, I, I heard you got home about to 2 a.m. We rolled it back into Yorktown about 1.30 a.m. So, yep. yeah, tired to say the least. But yes. uh, we had a little hiatus last weekend. Sorry, life gets in the way of the podcast sometimes. But I know you had some stuff going on, so did I. So we apologize to everybody looks forward to that every uh, beginning of the week to listen. So. Yeah, that's right. Both of our families were upset we didn't get that out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, let's start with the Twilight Coach. I mean, just a crazy experience. It was first time we've ever been down there, so I don't have a lot to compare it to from uh, from my perspective. We've always had conference on that weekend, uh, but was able to go down this year. But obviously, you've been there before. And and one comment you made was it was it was noticeably larger. Oh yeah. I mean, you could see that like, right. Team tents were on the, now the West side of the course. I mean, they, you know, they were almost all the way over to the, there's a little loop there for the 10 K for college. They were, they were mm-hmm. all the way to there. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to uh, Jeff Martin and, and David Patterson, two of the um, David Patterson runs the, the uh, facility basically mm-hmm. uh, there in Terre Haute. He, he runs the hall area. The hall of fame is in his building. Um, yep. And he's a great guy. And if you guys go to Terre Haute, and you get a chance to meet David Patterson, you know, tell him thank you for all he does for that course. And then Jeff Martin is the the uh, assistant coach there at Indiana State or associate head coach. And he runs the Nike Midwest meet and this meet. 3,700 runners Jeez. were entered in the meets. I don't think that many actually compete and finish maybe, but, yeah. but uh, 3,700 were entered. It's officially the biggest meet they put on on that course. So I'm going to guess it's one of the biggest meets that's been put on in Indiana. Somebody yeah. out there probably correct me on that a little bit, but and let's but not yeah, forget a, a a Friday night college twilight meet and yes. a morning middle school <laughs> state meet. Like, yes. I mean, that facility uh, <laughs> had a lot of people come through there over the weekend. It, and the footing, there was no complaining about the footing, right? I mean, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it we are as lucky as any state in in the country. I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking at so there were two college races, five middle schools, so that's seven. And then last night's six more. No, no, no. Two, four, six, eight more. Eight more. Yeah. So, I mean, just unbelievable. They, they, they did a fantastic job. And Mike Dason from Timing MD um, does all of our meets. And my wife said last night she was waiting for results for one race. That last kid from that race crossed the line. She refreshed and they populated. Yeah. I mean, it was just amazing. They They just do... They're at Laverne Gibson. They do a phenomenal job. 3,700 runners and yeah. there was no glitches hardly. Timing MD had some pictures on uh, Instagram. Uh, if people listening have not checked it out, check it out. It looks like they're controlling the Department of Defense oh, in there. It I does. mean, it's unbelievable. It looks like a, yeah, like a um, air, air traffic controller. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely yeah. does. I mean, they, yeah, they, they do a great job and you're right. We're lucky to have them. And, and guys like Dave Patterson, if you guys don't know who that is, that's, an amazing one, one of the top people in our state, as far as like the passion and yeah. uh, dedication he brings to cross country in Indiana. Yeah. And we've, um, we've honored him through the coaches association and mm-hmm. uh, for, for his, you know, just 
gifts to the to the whole state. What an amazing. Yeah. And rightfully so. Absolutely. Yeah, Because he doesn't make I mean, in terms of like his office, that that's not a moneymaker for him. No. It's, it's a break even and it's a passion thing. And he's just mm-hmm. an unbelievable guy. And Jeff Martin, um, a lot of you guys in Indiana know Jeff Martin from his days of hurdling mm-hmm. at Warren Central and state titles. You know, it was an athlete at Indiana State with me and now the uh, coach there. Just another guy who just a passion to do that job and a passion to put on excellent meets. And, um, you know, in my very humble opinion, the NCAA is missing out by not having that meet there more often. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So, yeah. So I, I got to ask you this because you, you've been to this meet and Columbus North has attended that meet for some time now, and, and it is noticeably larger now, and, and that may change your answer here, but how reflective just overall is that Nike twilight meet to what you will have at the state finals uh, in, well, we're four weeks out now, right? Four weeks out. Yeah. So, Yeah. I'm not sure because you know, obviously you want to go there and you want to race because you want to get that feel full starting lines and all that kind of stuff. I'm really kind of been thinking about that a lot. And you and I talked about it in the pre-show and that, but I can speak for my girls team. Who's, you know, had a, had a great night. We, we ran really well, but we had girls just kind of get lost in the pack. Yeah. Um, and that could happen at the state meet. Yes. But I mean, even the state meet, which is going to grow this year is, is going to be half the size almost. (laughs) of one of those races. Cause we're looking at, um, to, total individuals. Are we going to hit, is it like two eighty? I can't remember now exactly. Um, but anyway, regardless, you're almost, you're almost doubling the size. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I don't know if anybody else had this, we had a couple of kids go down, get knocked mm-hmm. over, get back up. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, obviously it's much better than doing a 10 team race or something. Yeah. I will say that that's, that's the thing that we noticed the most. I mean, just, the, the big race experience of a lot of very talented runners running in a very small space is what jumped out to me. I mean, the jostling that was going on, the kids getting, you know, heels clipped, the kids, uh, you know, yeah. they were getting flat tired, you know, I mean, there, there was a lot of that. And it was, it was something that you do not have in very many meets throughout your calendar year. I don't care how many big meets you go to a Culver or a, a Brown County or yeah. your Columbus North invite that's on Labor Day weekend. Like you just don't get that in a lot of instances. So, and, and, and you're definitely going to have that on state meet weekend because yes. you have so many people uh, running similar times and similar ability levels that you're going to have that jostling and it is on the same course that you're going to be running at that state meet. So yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities to it from that perspective, but Man, I mean, 72 boys in that championship race under 16 flat. Uh, on the girls' side, there were 12 girls under 18 flat and 40 girls under 19. I mean, that is just – that is crazy good, Coach. Yeah, I mean, we had um, two girls last night. Um, PR run – you know, we have more than that, actually. But, but like, our top two girls ran their their PRs, and they were 52nd and 58th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that, that's crazy. And, you know, just to give an idea, um, team scoring at the state meet, they're going to be in the 20s if they run those mm-hmm. times. So traditionally somewhere in the 20s, maybe high 20s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, just it was it was fast and it was fun. Kind of excited to see for us. You know, and I hope I think other coaches are going to feel this way, too. I know you guys um, it looked like I just looked at your results last night um, on my on my two hour, barely <laughs> bus ride home. Um, That's right. You know, it looked like you guys ran pretty well, and especially the boys side. 
Yeah, the yeah. boys, we were in, we were in the open race too, so it, it was definitely different. But um, you, like you said, your girls got lost. Like it was our kids' first experience of that meet. I mean, we we were definitely lost, you know. And and I think from a coach's perspective, I learned so much that'll be helpful if we keep on attending this meet in the future. Um, but, but I'm sure every coach felt that way because yes. even like you said, it was, it was drastically different even from years previous. I mean, we're one of the reasons why, right? Like we might've had some extra States, bring some kids in, uh, the, the lure of the meat is definitely growing, but we were one of those schools that kind of pushed our conference to change our conference meet to be earlier in the season. There's some people that changed it to become later in the season. They're going to be running conference this weekend, which we'll get to later. Uh, and all those schools who didn't have the opportunity to even have this on their calendar in the past now do. And yes. they, they literally changed their schedule in, in order to attend this meet. I mean, that's the kind of lure that this meet has. So, I mean, it was even different than what you guys have experienced and all those teams have experienced in years past. So. No, it was good. And, and it's, um, and you know what, just hitting a few things here um, without hitting too many, you know, specific teams, the Indiana teams, uh, the boys side was really dominated by out-of-state teams, right? There were a lot of out of state teams in the top 10, top 15. It did seem um, that way. Yep. Yep. But Indiana, I thought we, we held ourselves really well. We had mm -hmm. the individual winner on the boys side, right? Cameron Todd ran unbelievable. I mean, he just, he put a big stamp and there were other than Indiana individuals right behind him. And on the girls side, the girls really dominated the top 10 to 15 teams. Indiana mm -hmm. teams did. So, yeah. um, you know, just a really, I think, um, a really good overall, um, night for Indiana. So. Yeah. And just, I mean, just to briefly give these kids some, some credit here on the girls side, top Indiana team, Noblesville that finished runner up behind, behind Mount prospect, which is outside of the state Homestead finished fourth North central fifth. So three teams in the top five there. Uh, top finisher was Nikki Sutherland in that championship race who finished overall running up Libby Dowdy. I thought a tremendous race and Julius core as well, uh, finishing third and fourth in that race. And then, yeah, you mentioned Car uh, Cameron Todd already from Buff. Sam Cogliaroli was right there with him, even coming down the stretch. So th those two guys just continue to build tremendous resumes for this 2023 season. Yeah. Uh, Carmel, your your team champion. Uh, Noblesville finished sixth overall. Zionsville in eighth. So, yeah, a lot of teams. Uh, yeah, so so one more question about this, and then we'll move on to maybe another topic. And this is phrased a little bit different, right? How has this meet for you been an indication of how your teams will fare in the state meet any connection correlation uh, i don't know what what do you think yeah, i think it um so for us us as a team when i first got here um we ran our conference meet early we, our conference meets pretty early in the year and we ran it at Terre Haute and uh Terre Haute north Terre Haute south and yep. you know that so they hosted and why not right it's on the state meet course but we always had to run it like 11 and 11 45 because there was a college meet that same weekend mm -hmm. and that that just spelled doom right i mean you're mm -hmm. looking second third week in september it's hot um mm -hmm. and so we didn't have a great opinion of that course mm -hmm. like going back to the state meet for our girls when i got here was like drudgery like here we go another slow laverne course and mm -hmm. you know that kind of stuff and now with this meet our our attitude if nothing else our attitude is like we can go there and we will run fast. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't really looked back to see the indicators, you know, how mm -hmm. that translates over because I, I, I will get a better look this year mm -hmm. because we, how do I say this on our own podcast? My girls mm -hmm. team has been so good the last four years that 
it looks didn't like matter. It gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't matter where you ran. You could have ran we another gonna, state. And yes, it been we were going to do fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so now um, we'll see if our girls go back and repeat that. And our guys ran really, really well. And we had a couple guys have, a, you know, again, get bumped around, fall down. And that. Mm-hmm. we still ran really, really well. So I'll get a better, I think, a better idea after this year. Yeah, you can't you can't say this too much, Coach, because you coach the team. But I'm telling you, the Columbus North guys look great uh, these last few weeks, and and I obviously we wish everybody across the state continued success. But sure looks like your guys are getting stronger as the year goes along. Excited to see what you uh, do as we make it to the tournament. So let me have one more. I'm going to yeah. say this on your behalf because um, the only time we saw each other last night was when we we're kind of around the start area through <laughs> for the finish. Um, I'm going to tell you guys, if you wonder about us and, and how much, especially at least you coach, enjoy the sport. He was yelling for every girl that went past. I, yeah. I swear to you guys out there, he, <laughs> and a couple of my girls, I didn't quite get to. And I swear to you, uh, <laughs> coach Turner saying, good job, girls, keep it up girls. Good job. We're about 300 yeah. meters out. And so, uh, yep. I, I noticed that coach and I appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that, so that atmosphere even gets to the coaches, right? It even jacks it us up a little bit, a little extra, extra energy. So yeah, as we're talking about approaching the, uh, end of the season here, we have this open sectional, what used to be sectional weekend, uh, this coming weekend, we know a lot of schools, you were looking at uh, some mile split stuff to, to see how many conferences have some upcoming meets this weekend. It seemed like a lot. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of schools that don't. A lot of schools have this as kind of an open weekend. You know, I, I know a lot of talk from, you know, especially larger schools was, you know, using this meet as a down week. Can you talk me through the the reasons you would like this meet as a down week? Because it's as simple as one less race on your legs as you're going into uh, the tournament. And and how are you specifically handling this this meet? And, and then I'll kind of get into how the Yorktown Tigers are doing it as well. Yeah. And, and so, um, again, this comes from a, another good friend of ours, right? Uh, um, kind of talked to us about this idea, Coach McCarthy up in, in South Bend and, you know, got us talking. We wanted to find another race. Mm-hmm. In fact, we tried to get into a couple of places and we tried to get something of our own going. It was just kind of hard. Everybody's adjusting, right? Absolutely. Yep. And so I would say, I think there's pros and cons, right? On both sides. If you're going to, if your team's racing really well right now, and you are uh, somebody who's going to um, compete maybe for the regional to go mm-hmm. to regional, but mm-hmm. maybe see yourself on the outside looking in at going to state, then, then I think, man, I, I'd be all for racing, get another one in run fast. The weather could be great. Get that race in and then go to the sectional and, you know, compete and then be geared up. And I, I don't see the downside. I, I always wonder this, you and I've talked about this before. So you're going to say, I don't want to race because I don't want to, I don't want my kids to get, you know, tired and I don't, and then you're going to go blast them on Saturday with some killer workout. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and that's great because that's what we're going to do. Your body just doesn't know the difference. So if your only purpose is like, we need to rest them. Well, what are you resting? If you're going to go race hard or if you're going to go work out really hard mm. now, if on the flip side, it's like, we really need this workout and mm. I need them to stay rested in terms of like. They drive 15 minutes to school that day. They run to work out. They drive 15 mm-hmm. minutes home. You know, it's not a half a day affair. I get that. Very true. But I think you just, I think you just pick your route and go for it. Right. Yeah. So like, so like you guys are going to race. Are you racing everybody? Or- yeah. So, so we're going to Taylor this weekend and Taylor uh, is it's hosted by Delta and Delta's putting a race on at the Taylor course. Taylor's uh, in the past, a very fast course. 
and, and we're going to rest some of our varsity guys, but probably not all of them. I mean, it, it really does come down to individually. Like, what do you think is best for each kid? And you, you and I have talked about this on the podcast endlessly. Like there are some kids that I think are rolling right now. And I think they're on a hot streak and, and we're going to race them this weekend because yeah, you, you mentioned this earlier, spoiler alert, the weather looks amazing yeah. this coming Saturday. So, yep. you know, all of that talk that we had when the, when the tournament style did change as to, Hey, one more, maybe opportunity for especially JV kids to run one last fast race before their season comes to an end. It, it looks to be coming to fruition. Right. Yeah. And, and so uh, I'm super excited for all those kids on our team. Cause we have a lot of kids that this will be their last weekend of racing. And it looks like they're going to have a great, you know, a great opportunity to run a fast time on a fast course. But yeah, I, I, I think it comes down to what we've talked about all year on this podcast. Like each of our individual kids, we're going to sit down with, we're going to try to get them to buy into a plan that we have set up for them going into the tournament and, and talk them through the reasons why. And hopefully they'll ask questions about like, well, you know, why is this the best plan for me? Cause, cause that's what I want to talk to them about. And, and maybe the more I explain it to them, the more they buy in and they feel good about our plan, you know, as we approach it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's that situation for us. You know, we're, we're in a situation where, you know, we, we don't have a ton of JV runners, but we got enough where I think it does make a difference that they end their season on a positive note, just for the whole team, team mojo, right? Like the whole team atmosphere and the feel of it. And, uh, you know, our, our, I don't know if you have any meets like this, our County meet did not allow, the JV runners to run at all. Oh, um, so they lose one. Yeah. So they lose one. So what I told our varsity kids that will not be running this weekend is look, they went crazy for you on that County meet day, yeah. even though they weren't competing time to return the favor time for you to go crazy for them and get them, um, hopefully their best race at the end of the year when they want it the most. So yeah, that's how we're approaching it. But yeah. Are there some reasons that you, I mean, Look, there's some teams out there that have conference this weekend, right? And they have no choice whether to run hard or not. Other than just like I have some kids rolling, what other decisions might factor into, you know, running hard on on this weekend if you didn't have to? If you have an open weekend or or you have a meet where you're deciding whether to run your JV or varsity, what I mean, what about like how tough your sectional is? Does that matter, you think? I, I, yeah, pr probably. Um, I think it also, um, you know, do you got kids who are coming back from an injury? Oh, great point. You yep. know, um, do you got, I mean, take your son and, and my son, you know, a freshman and a, and a sophomore, um, they're maturing, they're getting mm -hmm. more race ready. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for us, our boys team is having, um, we're not getting out well on meets. Like mm -hmm. we're not going through the mile, like I would like us to. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe it's, um, there's a lot of skill, right. About running, like, Yes, running is a you skill. Know, we we think of a different way, but like you know, getting used to going out harder, or is there something you need that kid to work on? So I think there I think there are lots of reasons why um, you would definitely choose to race this weekend. Um, now, if you're you know, and not very many of us are, if you're Cameron Todd mm -hmm. or your Carmel boys, and um, you just had a fantastic race, and you know you you feel comfortable in your training. Everything's been going well. Maybe it is nice to just kind of have a little mental break before you head in. Mm -hmm. um, I would imagine 1448 needs a little recovery time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's that side, but I love and racing. I'm, We're in high school. I, I believe the same way. And we, yeah, we've talked about that a lot. Just uh, this is high school and, and give the kids as many opportunities at racing as possible. But uh, you bring up a great point there with the top end talent. Like, these kids that have the pressure on them of like, Hey, you're, you're competing for an individual state title. You know, you're a team that's competing for an, 
a team title. I think that that probably is a, a situation where you'd say, okay, let's take some time to process this. We're really getting ready to, to get to the focal part of our season. Um, having that down week after running really well at the twilight, especially uh, is probably beneficial for them, but you know, it's not for everybody. And that, that, that's what I don't want people to do is just like carbon copy everything that yeah. a school like even yours does, because yeah. like, maybe that doesn't work at Yorktown. Maybe that doesn't work at, uh, you know, Wapahani. Well, maybe that doesn't work at Daleville, you know? And to your point, um, you know, we've rested. We Well, I shouldn't even say that. See, I just fell into that trap, too. We have ran in the past maybe one group at the sectional or part of a group and then turned around and ran a different group in our regional. Um, but we didn't do that with the mindset of racing. I, we were just lucky enough to have a really deep team. And I wanted or needed to see other girls or boys race so that we knew who was really fit and ready for the semi-state, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, so we didn't really do that to rest kids as much as it was other kids needed to race. We needed to see where they're at. Um, we don't have that luxury this year. I mean, pretty much our group that runs the sectional needs to be ready to go next week for the regional. Right. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's three rounds. Um, but I think you're right. Like you don't, we're going to do it different. Like we're going to do it last year. We raced everybody. Our, you know, our girls and boys team were two medaled, two, you know, podium teams. And we raced everybody in both races um, in the sectional because that fit that year. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I think you're right. Like copying what other people do in some respects, isn't, it's not the smartest. I mean, yeah. learn things, learn things from these programs yeah. that are doing it right. I, I completely agree with that. And I don't care whether it's a big school or a small school, like, that's what you and I love about going to the coaching clinic because you hear coaches from all different school sizes and school demographics talking about what works for them. And then you can say, Hey, that that's something that might work at Yorktown high school. Like that's something I have not considered before. And, and that's super healthy and that's being a good coach, but just carbon copying a, a training philosophy yeah. or carbon copying what, you know, certain teams do in the tournament, you know, that that's being lazy. I mean, let's yep. just call it what it is. I mean, that's not you looking at how it benefits you. It's, it's just trying to find that, oh, okay, this works for somebody else and maybe it'll work for me. But yeah, I, I'm a big believer of that. Uh, you know, learning things from other coaches, other programs, but you know, maybe diving a little bit deeper into why does it work for them? Why are they doing it? And do those reasons fit my school? Yes. Yeah. Because the, the other side of that too, is then um, once you've made your decision, sell it to the kids you have them believe in it, then you got to go plan in your week. And that probably should be something that, you know, this year is a little different. It's our first time through, but next year, set that plan in, in August and then adjust if you really need to. But I think have your plan and have your philosophy way before this meet gets here, but then adjust, you know, I, I noticed last night, Martin uh, uh, Barco from yeah. Martinsville raced again. Mm -hmm. And if, if athletic.net is accurate, they had the live stuff going every every K. He was in the front of the meet at 246 for the first K. I, I, this sounds, I don't want this to sound, you know, he ran fine, but he mm -hmm. wasn't there. He wasn't at that spot at the end of the meet. He, he yeah. like to me, from, from my outside, could he use another race? Could he use another race of going out hard, getting that feel, getting his legs back? He hasn't raced a lot this year. Mm -hmm. uh, so could he use that um, to make himself? And that, and that probably fits the bill of a lot of kids that ran in that race. I mean, just because it was so different, and yep. it's something that kids just do not uh, have the experience of very often. I bet there's a lot of people in that situation that are maybe bouncing back from a performance that they're not super happy about. And I think that's another reason that you might, you know, try to 
try to kick it into gear this weekend. Yeah. Uh, can I throw you a curveball, Coach? Are you ready for a curveball, a little audible here? Okay. Okay, so we we got an email, uh, and we usually get emails from coaches or you know maybe mm-hmm. adults. But this this one was from a student coach, and I, I don't want to give out the name or the school or anything like that. I don't want to do any like identifying characteristics, but just said was currently listening to some episodes and you know some things that we never really realized before, and and hearing great advice about workouts and races and the mental side of it has been super nice and uh, exciting. So one, I mean that that's what this is all about. Like that's why we're doing this stuff. But two this is a great time of year to be talking about that. What are some of the things, just priorities that you would tell a kid to focus on as they're getting close to the end of their season and, you know, not just into the last week of the season, regular season wise, but even approaching the sectional, what are some overriding, doesn't matter where you're at, like here's some good things to keep in mind as you approach the sectional tournament and and competing for yourself and your team and all that kind of stuff. Man, I'm trying to think of how to, how to phrase this. What, what, what we're going through right now, what are you guys doing? As you, mm-hmm. yeah. as you hit so, him, what do you? Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, let, let me start this thing off because I think towards the end of the year, kids get really obsessed uh, with outcomes because time's yeah. running out, right? Yeah. Time's running out. I haven't, I haven't hit this time goal yet. I haven't hit this place goal yet. I've set all of my outcome goals in the tournament. I want to finish, you know, in top 10 of the sectional, or I want to finish, you know, the top 20 of the regional, or I want to advance to a state. And all of a sudden, like that stuff's coming to realization very fast. <laughs> and I mean, let's just make no bones about it. Like, you know, the next three or four weeks for a lot of kids, like they'll feel like that defines their season. Yeah. And so, so to try to keep their mind on still what we're doing every single day, the process of, of practice, the process of mental preparation, uh, the process of, of having faith in all of the work that you've put in throughout the season and trying to take them back to that, like almost summer mentality like hey everything is still possible like because they have these barriers put up now from the races that they previously ran and they're not really sure if they can do that again and and all of that and 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 that really bothers me because then then kids start to either kind of have a negative outlook like i'm not where i wanted to be or you know they they start focusing on just those outcome things and they start forgetting about the process that we've been preaching you know from the beginning of the season that that we think is going to help them become successful so that's, that's maybe the first thing that I'd mention to any kid is just, you know, the, the next three or four weeks um, does not define you as a runner. Yeah. And uh, we've had, we've seen some really tough tournament runs from kids, kids run into injury, kids not have the sectional or regional that they wanted to, and, and probably are state level kids, but did not advance that have came back the next season and righted all wrongs and uh, kind of, you know, done it the right way. Uh, kept that mentality high and, and not let it define them. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing that I would say for sure. Yeah. We, we, um, we actually are going through this right now. Some with, with both teams, I think some kids, um, you know, we had a kid um, come up to us and, and say, I want to run this tonight, at, you know, Friday night, and it probably going to be his last, uh, you know, last meet um, for the season. Um, and I wanted to say to him, but we haven't been within 25 seconds of that, mm-hmm. but I can't at that point, like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yeah. going to line a few minutes later, sort of, but um, yeah, I think you're right. It perspective of what have I really accomplished? I mean, we've got some, some boys right now who had never really seriously given a run at 1730 and they're running in the 16s. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Getting them to understand like the bigger gains um, staying, I don't want to say grounded. Cause I don't, I don't know that I want a high school kid fully grounded, um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's for adults, but yeah, like the process, 
How am I doing this? What's my next step? That's the, that's the thing we're going to start with soon, right? What yeah. do I now, now what do I do for track? The next logical step. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do I do next? I, I think too, um, it probably depends what age group you're talking to. I got a ton of freshman boys and girls right now. I get oh. the whole thing's in front of them. They don't even know what they did or didn't accomplish this year. Yeah. You know, and so Sometimes I that's a beautiful thing, you know, it is. You mm-hmm. get to really lay out like, you know, I, I just sat down with my daughter. I'll use that personal one. And we sat down and looked at how many days until April 1st. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of look at April 1st as really the start of track. I mean, we'll run indoor, but how many, you know, she may get one indoor race on our schedule. We, we just, we don't have a ton of them and mm-hmm. they're limited, right? In terms mm-hmm. of, so we just talked about that. Like how many miles do you need to run? How many days do you need to run? You know, and I kind of get to throw in and dad will buy you this many pairs of shoes. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think that's part of it. In fact, you know what, not to go off topic here, but another part to, with these kids, um, I just read something from, from Jay Johnson about kids love gear. My kids are all into the latest carbon plated, you know, whatever shoe from Nike and Adidas and all those. I think Adidas- so we have the, we're probably like the last qualified people to talk about this, but what is it called now, coach? I don't even know what's called anymore. Is it still swag? It's not swag anymore. Is it the uh, fit? Is it yeah, fit? fit? Is that what it is now? Swag. Somebody yeah. under somebody under the age of 40 uh, email us and tell exactly. us what, it, what it's known well, as now. If the kid listens to this, he's gonna know who emailed it, right? So he can, <laughs> yeah, he can be right. our he can he can be our uh, teacher here. Um <laughs> but yeah, and, and it does all those pieces are fun now, right? Yeah. Like like keeping them excited about it. Um I also want the seniors to be happy and thankful for what they did. Yeah. And I, before coaches roll their eyes at that, um, it's true. And, and, um, I got kids getting off the bus last night with some tears in their eyes and, mm-hmm. um, excited for what they've done. And I had a kid come up and just say, thanks coach. And I said, well, we're not done yet. And he said, I know, but I just want you to know I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. And I think then you, you, you know, you've done something more than just run to the finish line for your watch. And and how about that as a focus? How about that as a focus these last few weeks of the season, uh, becoming a better version of yourself uh, and we're not talking running. How about just as a distance runner, you know, you're constantly, yeah. Uh, this is the way you've put it before constantly engaged in an activity that comes down to a very minute result, like to the second, you can be running a 1701 and you're not happy with that. You run a 1659. You are happy with that. There's only two seconds difference there. That's not yeah. much, but it's so absolute. Yeah. H- how about just approaching the end of this season with, the thankfulness that the thing this sport has taught you and, and whether that's time management, whether it's working hard to achieve something, whether it's something that you and I talk about in our AP site classes, grit, right? Like just overcoming obstacles in the pursuit of a long-term goal. Like all of that stuff is stuff that I think our sport can teach as well as any sport. Uh, and maybe being focused on that uh, is more important than any of this, you know, all state uh, top tenant regional conversation we are having. Yeah, no. And you know, you, you just, since you brought up psych, we like to bring that up here. Um, the gratitude is one of those things now that is showing remarkable benefits for the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, d- gratitude journals, um, um, thanking people for what they do for you, recognizing those things. And, and I think you're right. I think getting kids to be more thankful for what they get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about this the other day. I don't want to get off topic here because we just got a couple minutes left maybe, but the idea that, um, you know, a kid takes, let's say a kid takes a final in your class mm-hmm. and you give them a hundred questions on the final and they get, they get 85 out of a hundred, right? I I take a step back. Sometimes I'm like, you got 85 out of a hundred questions from an entire semester. Correct. 
pretty darn good. But yeah, it's pretty good. And you're upset because you got to be. Yep. <laughs> All they're worried about is the 15 they missed. That's right. That's right. And, and um, you know, we got caught as coaches last night. Instead of looking at the things we did right, the first thing we did was point out the three or four things that we wish we'd done better. Um, but I, I'm going to end on this in, in terms of this little story here. Mm-hmm. Coach um, uh, Coach Weinheimer and myself are pretty close in terms of how we view things. So for 15 minutes after that race was over, boys and girls races were all done. Um, we stood out in the dark and picked through all the negative things we thought we saw. Mm-hmm. This is this was something we didn't like. This was something we didn't like. We could have done this. We should have done that. On and on and on. I mean, coaching staff, athletes, the whole the whole nine yards, right? Mm-hmm. And then by the time the kids had the tents packed up, and by the time everything was ready to go, we had moved our conversation to, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to mm-hmm. do that, and this yeah. kid did that. And I think that it's because ultimately we have we have worked hard to recognize how to do that, right? Like. Mm-hmm how to change our brains to look for those good things too. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, if we can pass that along to kids, mm-hmm. man, you want to talk about some of the mental health and appreciation and, and then excitement for what they do. Mm-hmm. And that's going to grow. Sorry, yeah, I went and, down that tangent, but no, it's, it's great because as coaches, uh, any coach that's listening to that immediately relates to that. Yes. But when the race is over, we immediately have our mind and maybe this is human nature go towards the things that did not go well because it seems devastating to us at the time. And maybe we should train ourselves to, to seek out those things that, that we did really well that day. And even if they're not printed in the timed results, maybe those are things that yes. you did along the way culturally or a conversation you had with a kid that made that kid realize you know, some things that they maybe didn't realize before. Maybe those are the positives that, that, that you can reflect on at the end. But I think so often we just get hung up in the negative. And you know what? I, I bet it's not that much different with runners, coach. I mean, yep. you and I have been yep. runners in the past. It's been a long time. But I mean, I remember being done with some of those worst races and just thinking it was devastating. Like that, yes. that's, that's that those are the races that sometimes you you remember and you're like, oh, they went so poorly. And, and what could I have done differently? And you don't take the time to celebrate the the ones that, that went well. And uh, if we could if we could do something with our teams, if we could do something with ourselves to make us maybe focus on, you know, for your word, the gratitude of just being involved in this sport, being around these kids every day that, uh, you know, care so much and come out and train their butts off. That would, that would probably be an overall positive, I would say. Yeah. And every once in a while, I have to take a step back and remind myself that this kid did not go out and purposely try to run poor for their team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like they did not go out and say, I think I'm going to run average today. Now I know that there's kids who've done that probably in the past, but like Mm -hmm. that, that, that's not, I mean, just keeping in mind that they gave a great effort Mm -hmm. and yes, we can pick apart some things that we can fix, but like, you know, I used to be, I was really, now I, I take my 15 minutes. We got the 15 minute rule down here. I take Mm -hmm. my 15 minutes and I can complain in my head. I can say, I wish I would have done this. or I wish we would have done this in practice or that, but I'm trying to get better when I go to the kids Last night, they um, the results were a little off on the girls' championship race. They and were. at first, they had all the girls from Bloomington were on one team. Those are great coaches in Bloomington. They, it's not fair, though, to put all the Bloomington girls on one team. Um, <laughs> but I told the girls, I'm like, girls, you ran well, but I don't know how well yet because I got to see all that. So I, I'm learning, even myself, I'm trying to get better as a coach of not responding so quickly and so emotionally. and, and yeah. Taking yeah. time to process. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
All right, coach. Well, uh, hey, this was truly one of those where you just spent 40 minutes talking to two coaches discussing stuff. I mean, that, that's really yeah. what this was, just debriefing after a long meet and a long weekend. So appreciate spending the time with you as always, coach, and uh, good luck this upcoming week. Yes, you too. All right. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. All right. Wanted to thank everybody today to listening to Talkin' Distance. Just a couple reminders. Don't hesitate to reach out to us via email. Talkin'DistancePodcast at gmail.com is the way to get a hold of us there. Also, we're on Twitter at TalkinDistance and on Instagram at TalkinDistancePodcast. Uh, also, big thanks to The Dip, awesome band out of Seattle, Washington, that provided our intro and outro music today. And as always, obviously, I want to thank you guys, the athletes, the coaches, and supporters that make Indiana distance running the absolute best. 